0: Plan savings with T-Mobile, third-line free, on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm going to be responding to a question from a mom who's dealing with a difficult situation. She recently separated from her husband and she's very concerned about her son's adjustment to this situation. I also want to remind everyone that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com in paperback at Amazon and in an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. They are No Bad Kids: Toddler Discipline Without Shame and Elevating Childcare: A Guide to Respectful Parenting. Traveling with your baby or toddler is always an adventure. It can be a lot of fun, for sure. But packing and hauling all the bulky equipment you need is not. BabyQuip has a simple solution. Rent it. Welcome to the world of stress-free travel. Whether you're going by train, plane, or automobile, BabyQuip eliminates the need to pack and drag all that gear through the airport or take up trunk space. It's there when you need it. BabyQuip offers a huge assortment of clean, safe, and insured baby equipment to create all the comforts of home. Full size cribs, strollers, carriers, car seats, toys, books, high chairs, baby baths, and so much more. We all know from experience that babies and toddlers don't tend to adapt well to sudden changes in routines or surroundings. And when your baby doesn't sleep, no one does. A full size crib, maybe some familiar books, can make all the difference if you're traveling this fall. So everyone gets to rest, relax, and recharge. Right now, my listeners can get $20 off your reservation of $100 or more with code UNRUFFLED at babyquip.com. That's babyquip.com, and use promo code UNRUFFLED to get $20 off today. Enjoy the journey with BabyQuip. So here's the email I received. Hi, Janet. I first discovered your work when my son was about 18 months old. It really resonated with me at a deep level, and your way of explaining things gave me practical skills that I desperately needed as a parent. My son was very responsive to my way of being with him, using your information and guidance, and for the first time, I began to enjoy parenting and enjoy my son. He's now three, and since then, I have separated from my partner, his father, and we have moved house, though he still sees and stays with his father regularly. Since we moved, my son has reverted to being very clingy, demanding all of my attention all of the time, being whiny, and never playing on his own when we are at home together, which he did happily before. At first I found that trying to parent him the same way as I had been with firm boundaries was not effective, and that he needed my total attention. Usually he wanted to hug for long periods, for some time to calm down. I thought that he needed extra security at this time of change and tried to give him more direct and ongoing attention. Over time, however, now close to five months, it has become worse and it has reached a point where I do not enjoy being with him at all. He's constantly whiny and demanding, will not play independently, and demands all of my attention when it's just the two of us at home. If I do not play with him, he will physically hurt me. I guess I feel bad that he has to be on his own sometimes without the family that he had before. I worry that he will be lonely here with just me. We also don't have much outside space in our new place, which is where he entertains himself best. I take him out a lot, but we can't be at the park all the time. I'm wondering if you have any advice for how to reestablish the balance in our relationship and for me to enjoy being with him again. Many thanks for your incredible work and any suggestions you might have to offer. Okay, so the reason that I chose this note to respond to is that even though not all parents go through separation, the fact that she moved as well, and her son has both of these big adjustments going on, he's having a common response to making a big change in his life. And the response that children have is they have feelings about it. They can't just do these things seamlessly. And what's interesting is that oftentimes as parents, you know, we have our own feelings about these changes. And this mother, she sounds like she feels guilty. She didn't use that word, but she feels bad that he has to be on his own sometimes. And it's just her and he's lonely. And she just, she doesn't feel comfortable with uh, him expressing feelings around this situation. And so rather than holding on to her boundaries and holding on to her space in the relationship and, you know, having personal boundaries about when she can sit and hug him for a long period and when she can play with him and really uh, kind of being, I mean, this is the kind of situation where I, I hate that expression, be strong for your for whoever, you know, which usually means don't cry, don't have feelings about it. but. This is a situation where children really do need us to be strong for them in the sense that we feel okay about our decision and we trust our child, we have confidence in him that he can make this adjustment and that we're not doing something terrible. We've made a life choice. And, you know, whether it was just moving houses or, you know, this bigger issue, which is that his family split up, we made this choice and. It was the best choice for you to make. It will be okay. You know, it will be a good choice for him. He desperately needs both of his parents to feel comfortable with him having feelings. You know, him expressing his fear and his maybe anger and frustration and just the discomfort of not being able to depend on the things he was able to depend on before not having his routines, not having what he knew his whole life. What I'm saying kind of awkwardly here is that he can't express them unless he's got someone to bounce them off of. You know, his wonderful mother that he adores, he he needs her to be somebody that he doesn't have to worry about feeling uncomfortable so that he can feel uncomfortable and she can allow him to have those feelings, accepting them, containing them, letting them be. Um, I'm not sure what exactly she means by, at first I found that trying to parent him the same way as I had been with firm boundaries was not effective, and that he needed my total attention. Usually he wanted to hug for long periods. I do believe that he, he needed that reassurance, but he also needed this mother to stand her ground when she couldn't hug him right then when she couldn't drop everything and to not feel concerned that oh gosh if I'm not available to him every time he wants me then you know I'm not taking care of him at this time of his life you know what children do when they need to express feelings and they don't even really know they're doing it is they do they push the line to see if they have a backboard to bounce their feelings off of and if the backboard, feels all, you know, crumbly and unable to, to hold her place and feel confident in this exchange, then, you know, he can't. And then he gets caught up in, oh, she's uncomfortable, and that makes me even more uncomfortable, and this is bad because you feel it's bad. It just becomes a cycle. In a way, this is similar to the last podcast that I recorded with Lisa Sunbury, and we talked about... A high needs baby. There's a similarity here because a high needs baby needs to be able to express, my body just doesn't feel good right now. I feel uncomfortable. And they need us not to feel all panicky about that, you know, feeling like a failure and I did everything wrong and why is my baby crying? And I mean, of course, we're going to feel like that sometimes, but it's easier for the baby to express what he or she needs to express if we don't feel terrible about it, if we can feel okay with what we're doing and trust that our baby needs to share something with us. And that's kind of the same thing here. He just needs to to scream and stomp his feet and take it out on his mother a little bit, you know, yelling at her and being short with her and having meltdowns and having a short fuse. That's how he's going to express his grief around this change. It doesn't mean that it was a wrong decision or that someone should feel badly about, you know, making it. He's feeling bad because you're feeling bad and you're feeling bad because he's feeling bad. We have to be the ones to change the pattern. Our child can't do that. It's really up to us to... Shift our perspective a little and realize: first of all, he's not going to be lonely. Children aren't lonely when there's one other person there. You're in the house, you know, you're with them. You're staying with you. He's not going to be lonely. It's different, maybe, than what he had, and you know that's okay. He can get used to it. So this is having trust in him. This is trusting yourself that you made the best decision and that he can handle it. From there, letting him share. Encouraging him to share, knowing that it's not going to look very obvious. It's going to come at you in all these different ways. Him being unreasonable, him being defiant, him just freaking out about little tiny things. And you at that moment reminding yourself, oh yeah, that's right. This is good. He's sharing with me. This is actually really positive. This is me being a great mother right now. I realize this is the most challenging shift, I think, for all of us. And that's why, you know, if you listen to my podcasts, they're all centered around this big challenge, letting our children express their feelings, encouraging them to express their feelings so that they don't have to act them out through clinging and pushing us to our limits and demanding every ounce of energy out of us. Those are all the things they do when they really need to share some pain. So this mother says, I'm wondering if you have any advice for how to reestablish the balance in our relationship and for me to enjoy being with him. Yes, I think she will enjoy being with him when she realizes that this is a relationship about two people and that he is a healthy, confident guy that can handle a change like this, but not without having a lot of feelings about it. You know, sometimes it's like Unplugging something inside us to just trust and let the feelings be. We're not responsible for the feelings. They belong to our child in this situation. And it's not a bad sign. It's a wonderful sign. It's a healing sign. Once you release yourself from this responsibility that you've taken on to make this all okay for him, the freer you will feel. And when you feel freer, you will enjoy him again but right now you're feeling so responsible, feeling captive to him. No one enjoys being with someone when they feel like that about them. So I would love to relieve this parent of all these concerns she has that he's on his own and that he you know, misses this or that. I mean, maybe he does, but it's okay for him to miss it. He needs to be able to miss it. He needs the right to grieve about this change. And he can only do that if his mom can be pretty solid for him most of the time. So I hope that helps. Please check out some of my other podcasts. And again, both of my books are available on audio at audible.com. No bad kids, toddler discipline without shame and elevating childcare. They're also in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes and Noble and apple.com. Thanks so much for listening. We can do this.